You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Joe Iconis started writing this song when he was six or seven years old. He finished it when he was 30 years old. I think you will uh, hear both Joe Iconis's in this song. Let her rip. Mothers are special. Mothers are special. When you're sad. When you're sad. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper. And I'm Joe Iconis, and you're listening to Album Podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Mothers Are Special When You're Sad, which is famously a collaboration between Joe Iconis and his much younger self. Uh, yeah, it's one of the few collaborations, writing-wise, on the record, actually the only one on the record. And it's, uh, yeah, it's the first song... I ever wrote my whole damn life. In this episode, you will hear about recording in the studio with the great Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, including a very special behind-the-scenes moment we had with him involving the Tick, Tick, Boom movie, and about how the song was created in this special version with our special guest. Yeah, we can't wait for you to hear it. To go to prom, they'll give you a condom and a shot of binaca and say you're the bomb. It's the only collaboration on the album, and the collaboration is between me at age, uh, I think, 30 when I wrote the song, and uh, me at age six or maybe seven. I can't really remember. And uh, that is because Mothers Are Special, When You're Sad, is the first song that I ever wrote. And what inspired you to pick it back up? Like, did you, do you remember when you were 30? Did you go, oh, I want to do this on a Mother's Day concert? Or does your family joke about the song and that's why it was still in your brain? No, you know, so I, I had seen a video many years ago of myself performing the song. It was a song that I actually didn't remember. And then um, my uh, my my oldest best friends uh, Kevin Manganero and Mike Tanani and I were hanging out in Kevin's basement, and this was probably like like around college years, right? And so like in my twenties, and uh, we were hanging out, and Kevin had a videotape of like old movies, and on this videotape was this recital or not recital, like this culminating show from a summer theater camp that Kevin and I did when we were like six years old. And so it was just like a two week camp, but then we did this little show at the end. And then part of the show um, was, you know, people sort of doing individual talents. And I sang the song that I said that I wrote and I was too scared to sing the song myself. And so I had like a sock puppet who sang it and I like hid underneath the desk 
and had the puppet above the desk. And uh, and so that was like that was my introduction to Mothers Are Special when you're sad. And I um, and, you know, the the song itself is is just like the first that first little chorus. The mothers are special. Mothers are special. When you're sad, it's that repeated four times. And mm-hmm. so I remember watching that for the first time and just being like, oh, my God, this is literally the first song I ever wrote uh, <laughs> here. Um, and I don't I think Kevin still has the tape, but I haven't seen it since. But I, I always remember the song. And then I wrote it when I was 34. Um, there used to be this thing called Six Word Memoir, which I feel like was like an NPR show or something. Mm-hmm. And so they did a live six word memoir show. And basically it was like, you know, it was writers, performers, whoever's um, you would like read your six word memoir and then do a, you know, a bit about it or something. And so my six word memoir was Mothers Are Special When You're Sad. And I <laughs> and I, you know, did an expanded version of the song as my like presentation for a uh, six word memoir. And that's how the song was born. What was your own mother's reaction when you revived the song? My mom, you know, she she liked it a lot. I feel like it it wasn't the reaction wasn't like, oh my God, my son is the best. It wasn't an <laughs> it wasn't an immediate, you know, um, like crying and and falling all over me. Uh, but she liked it. She thought it was good. There's definitely things in the song that are not specific to my mother. Um, like, you know, I, I I was really I was really excited once I got into the song about this idea of of taking, you know, like the knowledge and experiences of a, a 30 year old man and and sort of treating them like a, a children's song. It's like, you know, if you were able to to talk about like, you know, STDs on Sesame Street, what would that kind of song sound like? You know, that's like the the idea. Um, but my Joy mom is, does Avenue Q. <laughs> it's that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's I guess it's that. Yeah, I guess I just had the idea for Avenue Q 15 years <laughs> after Avenue Q came out. But um, I think that, you know, the idea of my mother ever handling a condom, let alone handing me a condom, is so <laughs> removed from my mom that, you know, that's an example of something that just literally never would happen. So I think she loves the song, but she doesn't necessarily think it's it's, you know, fully about fully about her. Yeah. Um, and when did you decide that this was going to be on the album? And um, did it immediately pop out to you as like a good special guest spot for Lin-Manuel Miranda? Um, yeah, you know, it's a song that that I, I do in concert from time to time and I sing it or um, uh, the great Lance Rubin sings it sometimes. Uh, but for the album, I, you know, I, I, I'd like the idea of having Lynn guest on the album because, you know, Lynn is someone who I've known since the beginning of my career when um, I was writing my show, The Black Suits, which was about a Long Island, you know, garage band and had a lot of um, sort of like, you know, things about it that were pulled from my own life. That's when Lynn was writing In the Heights and, you know, and and In the Heights was, you know, sort of pulling things from his own life. And, and so in the early days, we tended to be like connected a lot, like people would sort of speak of us in the same breath and then we you know sort of went down different uh paths or whatever but um but he's just been such a fixture in my life and i thought it would be so cool to have him on the album and i wasn't quite sure what i wanted him to to do uh but then as soon as i kind of stumbled on the mothers or special idea i was like oh yeah it has to be this um just because you know he's such an immense 
an immense talent and like he's so famous you know he's just like he's the most famous person currently traipsing through the theater world <laughs> he's so huge uh the idea of having this person who has that level of like worldwide notoriety and fame sing this like really you know simple <laughs> kind of like silly song about mothers uh felt really felt really appropriate to me and you know and he has just like such a sweetness about him and um it just felt like a good match and luckily he was totally game and and um and uh he he was amazing i love his performance so much he you know he took it so seriously and and uh yeah i really uh, i really love it i think he has he has like a sweet innocence to him that is really um i think really it's it's it 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 lends itself lends itself well to the to the the song i really mm -hmm. i really dig it um and what was it like recording i remember um you know, obviously all the album was recorded during deep COVID, but it was just so, I don't know, startling to be in a studio with Lin-Manuel Miranda when like we hadn't seen anyone outside of our bubbles in so long. And I know that he did some improv on the song mm -hmm. and um, it was early in the process, I think, of recording. It, it was, yeah. I remember the Lin session being so surreal because like I, you know, I know, I know him, but we're not, you know, we're not like, like best buds, you know, we're not like hanging out all the time. And so there is like, you know, there is like a bit of like a starriness kind of always around him. Um, and then he so he like, you know, got to the session and um, and we talked about the song and and he, you know, he was like, is it OK if I if I you know mess around with it a little bit? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, and so he, you know, he did like um, uh, the the sort of like interjection things in the song. Um, I'm, of course, like blanking on every single one of them now. Uh, but he those were all him and he just kind of like went for it. And um, and, you know, we talked about it, but he was like completely in his element. And um, and the you know, the intro at the top of the song uh, was was something that he thought would be a good idea to include um, the, you know, the sort of like explanation of of what the song is, which was something that I was always so like, I don't know if this is like cringy to have, you know, <laughs> like this one song be introduced, but just because it's like. You know, the song also, it's like it, it is it, obviously it's me, but it, I do feel like it's like the person whose mother is special in the song is a writer. You know, it is it does feel like a song that a writer wrote. And so it just felt it felt kind of appropriate that it's, you know, a song that I wrote um, as, you know, originally just to, to straight up honor my mother. And then, you know, years later, when I collaborated with my younger self to make it a little bit about honoring, you know, all mothers and the messiness of that, then to have. Uh, you know, yet another writer uh, kind of take it on and embody it. It just all felt felt appropriate. But um, in the studio that day, the the other thing that I remember the most of all was that Lynn was like in the middle of making Tick, Tick, Boom. And he showed myself and uh, you, Jennifer Ashley Tepper, an early cut of the Sunday sequence. Yeah. From Tick, Tick, Boom, like in the studio. Which is just so it's so insane to think about the timelines of all of that, you know, and to be like we were in COVID and we were like in a studio with Lynn Manuel, him in the in the middle of making Tick Tick Boom, showing us like footage. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com.
That's O-L-L-Y dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think for um, like COVID reasons and privacy reasons and all of that, I think it was just like you, me, and Ian, Keggy, um, who's obviously producing yeah. and recording, and Lynn. And so he felt like open to showing us that. And, you know, like for me, like having been in the studio for the album and then like working on Tick, Tick, Boom, those were the only two things in the world. So it was very like cool during that COVID time period to get to see Sunday, which like, you know, in the world of security never could have been sent to us on the internet. It was just because we were in person in the studio recording Mothers Are Special. Um, yeah. It was really cool. I feel like his recording of this song has made me feel more than ever that another really good person to sing this song would be Kermit the Frog. Like I just mm -hmm. um, feel like if it's ever, ever like the Muppets sing Joe Iconis, this is a very clear Kermit selection. Um, yeah, definitely. Not just because of the sock puppet, although maybe the original inspiration is, is part <laughs> of it. Yeah, no, I think that it's, um, yeah, it's like the, the, the innocence, but the knowingness of the song. Feels very, very Kermit and very yeah. Lin-Manuel. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else about Mothers Are Special? When you're sad, you have to include <laughs> that. Um, I do. Yeah. It's like I like that my first song that I ever wrote has a has a has a title with a parenthetical in it. <laughs> yeah. I also. Correct. The first song you ever wrote. So I can't believe I haven't done this myself yet. I, maybe I did years ago, sort of. But. I would love if a fan who's listening to this podcast right now could go through all of the songs on album and number them based on when you wrote them so that we have a chronological timeline that starts with Mothers Are Special and <laughs> shows the entire trajectory chron chronologically. I think that'd be really cool. So hit us up on Instagram if you're that person who's going to dive into all the podcasts and interviews and figure out exactly when each song was written. Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, you know, I mean, what is funny about that is that if we did that, I know the first two, it would be Mothers Are Special, When You're Sad, and then the next one would be Starting to Forget, yeah. which I wrote in undergrad. And it is funny that it's like those songs, the, and Starting to Forget is a song that's about my my grandfather dying. And it's like, this, you know, the songs are about my family. And it's the ultimate, like, you know, sort of writing what you know, that it's it's like my first, you know, however many years of, of being a writer, it was all just kind of about my immediate family. And then it got a little bigger where I'm sort of writing about, you know, my my friends and this desire to make art. And then I'm kind of writing about, like, what happens when you, you know, you have a family of artists, how do you take it to the next level? And yeah, I do feel like oh, I can kind of chart my life in the, in the subject matters of the songs that I, that I wrote. Yeah, I totally think that'll be true. But the chronological would be interesting to see if there's some outlier yeah. that or, or the first couple songs that are on the album that you wrote that are like about something outside your experience more so mm -hmm. than in. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, hit us up. Mothers are special, and so are fans. Hit yeah. us up with your chronological timeline. Hey, thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like or give us a great rating or review and then head to bpn.fm slash album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen, and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. 
Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong. Produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm slash album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album. All the time. Thank you, Joe. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.